For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. Thank you so much for checking for me today. I have a very, very special guest this evening. So I have Lyra Duncan, my sister in Christ, and my sister in the spirit. She is here as a guest. She has come all the way from Cali. Cali love, Cali love. Ay, ay, ay. She's all the way here from Cali and she's kind of setting up shop here in Dallas, Texas. Coming to check us out, check us out. And um, we got something nice and fresh for you today. Today we'll be talking about fasting and we'll be coming out of some scripture from Isaiah 58. And the name of today's podcast is Fasting to Freedom. So we'll go ahead and get things going. Thank you so much for coming, Lyra. Thank you so much for having me. I wasn't really feeling the whole government, but yo, that's cool. I thought maybe you was going to be like, oh, Lily here, but shout out to all my homies back in 323213. What's good? What? Hey. Hey. So I'm going to start reading out of Isaiah 58 and we'll proceed on through um, the rest of the show. Absolutely. And so we got to start with the foundation in which we are coming from today. So uh, Isaiah 58, verse 1, Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and shew my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my way, as a nation that did righteousness, and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me, the ordinances of justice, they take delight in approaching to God. Verse 3, wherefore have we fasted, say they, and thou seest not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure and exact all your labors. Behold, ye fast for strife and debate. And to smite with the fist of wickedness, ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice to be heard on high. Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush, and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast, and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is not this fast that I have chosen? to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to the house? When thou seest the naked, 
that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning and thine health shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. If thou take away from the midst of the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. So there's several more, there's several other here from 10. I read all the way through 10 through 14. If you have time, you can go through and read the remainder of Isaiah um, 58 from which that came. So as I dissected some of what I was reading, Mm -hmm. Isaiah 58 speaks to me um, in a moment of time where there's a lot of ritualistic fasting. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, religious sort of um, 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 things that are common. That's that, right. But even though they were participating in these ritualistic uh, fasts, there was no transforming. There was no renewing. There was no conviction. There was no really true breaking of the yoke, um, which is what we aim for mm-hmm. in fasting to break free from um, the hindrances that we have in our life and to kind of have our flesh in our weakness where we seek God for us to gain our strength. Um, so, you know, in our, in the, in our day-to-day life, I feel that way even about churches and, and visiting and going certain a lot of us are grown up in ministry or grown up in Baptist or grown up under a sector that we identify with. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of mindsets and there's a lot of things that we've done based on ritualistic, you know, mindsets. Well, I've gone to church every Sunday or I've always you know, did this or did that, and this is what I know to do, but there's no change. There's no transformation. There's no renewing of the mind um, because it's more than just a ritualistic act. Mm -hmm. So for those that maybe aren't familiar with the act of fasting or what fasting does or um, how you develop that intimacy and relationship through Mm -hmm. fasting, um, then they fast out out of a tradition, out of a out of out of a religion, out of a mm-hmm. ritual, and so there's no real connection and understanding as to what the goal is, how to do it. Um, understanding that there's different ways, different types of fast. There's water fast. There's there's uh, you know some people fast from sweets or from you know or or things like that, um, or just making a sacrifice and. And um, turning your flesh away from the things that you desire and pleasure Mm -hmm. in order to receive the blessings of God. So there's a lot of ways that we could dissect fasting and and why people do it, what it's for Mm -hmm. and and where we're coming from. Fasting is also um, a form of worship. So just as we pray and um, the scripture says that we should pray and fast. Mm-hmm. So it you know fasting doesn't do any good 
if you're not adding prayer to that. You know, so you must accompany prayer with fasting because there's a goal, there's an objective, there's a, um, not just to receive, but God asked, even in Isaiah 58, if you continue through and read the rest, that we're not only to give, we're not only to fast to receive, but we're also to give and we're supposed to help the oppressed and we're supposed to, you know, contribute to, um, growth. And the way that we do that is God performs at his best in our weakness. So when we're fasting, we, we are stripping ourselves of ourselves. And we're putting ourselves in a mindset, in a place to really truly receive from God. Because as we break ourselves down and as we submit ourselves and surrender to God in humility... We allow him to actually do his best work, which is when we have taken all of ourselves and sacrificed and submitted and surrendered ourselves, our will, our desires, our pleasures, everything that we want. Mm -hmm. And we actually put ourselves in a state of humility through worship, by fasting, with prayer that pleases God. Because in that humility, God can show up. God cannot stand to see his children oppressed. God is close, very close to us when we're in a place of need and want and he does his best work when we rest in him and allow him to gain the glory for the things which we want and desire and need in our lives. So the, the oppressed are very close to our heavenly father, to his heart. And so whenever we, as we walk into our spiritual walks, we have things that we deal with that we're attached to, whether it's through our generational things that we may be linked to or what these, what the spirit of the Lord, what the scripture references as yoking, Y-O-K-E, not Y-O-L-K. I remember when I was immature in the spirit and didn't read the Bible the, and, or understand it as well. And I would always hear, yo, go break the yolk, break the yolk. You know, it sounds like breaking an egg, like an mm -hmm. egg yolk. Yeah. You know? And so I never really truly understood until I started to read scripture to understand where yoking came from. And in scriptural times, yoking was, there were, it was a, um, help me out, sis. They used oxen. They used oxen. They used oxen and to fit around each one of their each heads. horns. Mm -hmm. Each horn of each oxen, they would yoke together mm -hmm. with. Uh, I don't know if it was rope or threading or something that kind of um, attached them together so that they could steer transport, mm -hmm. transport and steer them. They had some of them were carrying goods and carrying things. And so they would yoke them together to make them stronger so that they could carry out the task at hand, whatever it was. And so that's why scripture references being equally yoked, because when you're not equally yoked, to something one is bearing more weight than the other there's no equal sort of sharing of 
um, uh, movement with whatever they're carrying. So each one of us is carrying something, right? Whether you're carrying pain from your past or you're carrying um, anointing or, you know, all of us have a whole bundle and package of things that we carry. And so when I yoke myself with you, Lyra, mm -hmm. or I yoke myself with a non-believer, right. depending upon what that person is carrying, either it's a smooth process in transition or it could be a rather difficult, challenging one, depending upon who you yoke, what you carry with what they carry and what kind of movement you make in life. So um, I just kind of wanted to expound on that portion of what I received from from the scripture. Again, I did mention um, that how God is close to those who are oppressed and God is a redeemer. God is a rewarder. God doesn't want to see us in bondage. God doesn't want to see us broken. God doesn't want to. So with everything that he has, he wants us to seek him for the strength that we need, for the for the resources that we need and that and understand and know that in our own flesh and in our own in our own, you know, attributes and our own qualities that we can do so much more with the help of God. But we have to release our own will to his to allow him to be that which he created us to be. So there's a lot of things that we carry, that we hold, that we, and we wonder why we can't move in the way that we want to move. And it's because we're in our own way. So this is a, a form of worship in fasting and humility to submit ourselves to him and understand and know that God's grace is sufficient for everything that we need. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength. And that's the spirit of, that's the Lord speaking, saying my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will boast in my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So that scripture is saying basically in your weakness, in your weakest point, in, in your flesh, in your flawed areas of your life. Every, everything, if you will humiliate, not humiliate, but if you will humble yourself in your weakest state, you go days without eating, you, you'll find out what weak look like. <laughs> yeah. You'll, 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 you'll know what that really, truly means when you turn your plate down and you sacrifice the very things that you love and desire and that you think you need and you exchange your food for spiritual food. When you replace the things in which you spent time and energy doing, it could be social media. It could be, you know, you eat um, uh, donuts every morning. When you literally surrender yourself to the things that gain and give you pleasure and you move those things to the side and you replace them for the things of God, you'll be surprised the things that are revealed to you in that time. So, you know, God is not impressed with our tradition. God is not impressed with our ritualistic rituals. God is not. God is a discerner of the heart. It's the heart that he's after. 
And so it's important to get to the root of your heart. Why do you do the things that you do? Why can you not receive uh, criticism or correction? Or why is it that I don't have this blessing that I think that God thinks that I should have? Or how do I become a better mother, a better parent, a better father, a better sister? I've tried everything that I could in my own strength. I've tried everything I could. I've read every book. I've reached out to every coworker, colleague, friend, and family member. I've even connected with people in the church. But even those people, they can't they are they can't save you. They can't they can't hear the voice of the Lord for you. Yes, we have prophets, but you have to put yourself in a position to where you can hear the voice of God. So when he speaks to you and he gives you the direction and he downloads in your spirit the way in which you should go, that you can clearly know that you are hearing the voice of the Lord and that you're not hearing your own conscious mind and your own conscious thoughts based off of emotion, that you're not listening, that you are clear in full clarity because you have submitted yourself so far in humility in front of the face of God for him to examine your heart and come close to you because that is what he desires most, which is your heart. Because the only way you can have movement in your life, the only way you can do something different is you have to be able to transform by the renewing of your mind. And the way that you are able to do that is simply by, you know, self-reflection. You know, sometimes you look at yourself and then some of us say, you know, we look high, more highly of ourselves than we ought. Well, I've accomplished this and I got that and I have this degree and I have this education and I live in this house and I got this job. Not understanding and knowing that it all came from God. It all came from him. You aren't as high and mighty as you are. Yes, you may have gone and completed school. Yes, you may have attached yourself to the right circles and, and committed yourselves to the to the right discipline in some areas of your life that may have been connected to ritualistic or religious rituals. But your works is not going to get you to your to your full um, breakthrough. It is not going to get you. And so even in the spiritual community there's still there's still discussion as to what is what what is right what is wrong how do you fast how do you receive from God you know how do you rest in God how do you build your confidence in him the way you build your confidence by reading and meditating and studying your word by praying by fasting by surrendering and submitting and sacrificing your will for his he created you in his own image so in order to conform, in order to transform, in order to do these things by renewing your mind, you have to set yourself before the place of God in humility and true authentic worship for you to be able to be transformed and birth. You can birth all of these things into your life in conjunction with fasting. Fasting literally frees you from the bondage of your life. And so the bondage that we have comes in many forms in many ways. So as I was preparing and doing some studying out of this scripture, I went to in the book of Mark where the disciples made an attempt to cast a demonic spirit from a child of God and they were unsuccessful. 
And and as they brought the man to Jesus, they said, you know, hey, we we spoke to this spirit. You told us that we will be able to cast out demons. You told us that we had this ability. But when we tried, we were unsuccessful. But when the spirit, when Jesus came and he spoke to that spirit, the the spirits of the um, scripture says that that the demon was cast straightway. Straightway, meaning immediately, without delay. There was no, there was no tearing, toiling, jumping, sliding, slipping. <laughs> there was none of that. He literally spoke by his, by his mouth, with his mouth. He spoke out and he was able to cast that demon out right away, immediately, without delay. So the disciples had asked him, you know, well, why, you know, what was wrong with us? Why we couldn't do that? And Jesus answered in 929, God said, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. So there's, there's the key. There's the key. There are some demonic strongholds. There's some things that we carried. We talked about yoking ourselves with things and with people and situations and circumstances and jobs. And we talked about this. So I'm saying this to say that you've yoked yourself to something. Not only did you come into this world through generational curses and through other things, through your family, through your bloodline that you were just connected to just because of who your mom and dad was. And then you add more things on top of that as you walk through your life and you pick up things and you go through your life when you experience disappointment and you experience you experience hurt or you experience rejection and all of these bond all of these things are bound to you and they attach to you like leeches and and so there there are certain things that come over time they've they've taken up residence in your life they've taken up residence in your heart and those that's the thing that you're trying to separate and purify and purge so that the spirit of the lord in your weakness he can be made strong so that you can actually move forward and rise up and be who he created you to be not the things that you've experienced not the things that you see not the things that you feel not the things that you connect in emotion not the things that you connect by past experiences because who he created you to be is so much bigger than what you've attached yourself to. And you can detach yourself from these things, but it takes spiritual discipline. It takes, you know, it takes you hum- hum- humility. It takes, the, it takes prayer and it takes fasting. And there's some things you can pray, you can put oil on, you can run around the, run around the room, you can do all of these things. But until you come into agreement with the thought and the idea, like as Jesus said, that you must pray and you must fast. So I'm asking all of you, what is it that you're bound to? What is oppressing you? What strongholds torment you? You know, what keeps you living, what keeps you from living a free, abundant and prosperous life? What are those things? And so sometimes these things are hard to to identify. And so I wrote somewhat of a list and on my website, I'm going to list um, the demonic strongholds and the fruits that they have. So you can kind of go through that list when you have time. I'm going to put up a blog with some of these things. So some of the demonic strongholds I wanted to make mention of, there are so many, um, one, um, bitterness and the fruit of bitterness is resentment, hate, 
unforgiveness, anger, violence, um, another spirit in a demonic stronghold of heaviness, the fruit of heaviness of depression, loneliness, addictions, despair, self-pity. Um, another listed one that I'm going to have um, is insecurity, which is comes in the fruit of inferiority, inadequacy, timidity, pleasing people, not God, wrong relationships, lack of trust and worry. And there's a number of other ones, jealousy, envy, deceit, fear, rejection. So I will list these when you get an opportunity to go to the flawed and free dot com and you'll be able to check those out along with some tips on um how to break strongholds so lyra it's your cue <laughs> to get you, to give us an expound on what your take is what are your experiences fasting um so my take on fasting um just to backtrack was pretty much I grew up in with my father being a pastor or a minister, so he fasted for 40 days, and I didn't quite get it, but I remember them having us fast from certain things. Um, it wasn't until recently this year that I really started to allow the Holy Spirit and through another teacher um, teach me about fasting, and I started um, from January up until now doing three-day fast, which is once a month. Part of fasting comes with spiritual discipline. Oftentimes, we we do not, when we go into a fast, most of us don't write down why we're fasting. We don't write down what we're abstaining from, what is permissible on the fast. So there's no boundaries, there's no guidelines. Yeah. And and that's what we what we need. Um, when you talked about earlier, just to go back, when you talk about uh, being um, being yoked, the reason why God doesn't want us to be unequally yoked is because normally the weak, the weaker oxen will pull the stronger oxen into the direction it wants to go because the stronger oxen is constantly pulling the weaker oxen and the weaker oxen, the, the stronger oxen now gets tired because I'm pulling this weaker oxen who has the strength to go left when I'm trying to go right. I am now exasperated. Now when I pull, it resists. Now I just follow this weaker ox in this direction. So that is the reason for us being equally yoked. You need to be yoked with the same person that has the same mindset that yes, you have. Yes. And then fasting is not just so you can have demons being released from you. Fasting is for you to be spiritually sound and closer to God. You can fast just so you can commune with God. It doesn't have to be demonic oppression that's leading you to fast. It doesn't have to be worry. It doesn't even have to be a need. It could just be a need to be closer to the Father. It could be a need that I am tired of my mundane routine of living my life the way I want to. And you know what? At six in the morning, I would normally work out. Then I would, by seven, I'm eating breakfast. By 7.30, I am maybe going to do a devotion for 15 minutes. And after that, I'm going to watch my favorite show. 
But one day you just wake up and you're like, you know what? This whole entire time that I do for me, I want to sit at the feet of Jesus and I want to learn of you. I want to take your yoke upon me and realize that your burden is easy. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And now you honor that. He honors that because you're not giving him the leftovers of your day. You're not giving him the leftovers of you. You're giving him the first. So the reason why the children of Israel were fasting and it was it was in vain was because they were calling the fast and saying it was of God, but they were not doing the things that represented the fruit of of I'm of God. I'm doing this for God. So this is the reason why the prophet, why God had the prophet Isaiah go and minister to them. And they were shocked because when he is telling them on the fast, you guys are fighting. Yeah. You knocking on the door. You're like, where the money at? Because you owe me. You owe me my money. So what's good? I see you going to the market. You know, y'all out in the streets arguing and fighting. You know, your neighbor down the street is hungry. You not eating this food. So why can't you bundle it up and take it down the street? Nah, you like, I don't even really like them like that. Homie, homie, you know, he got money. If he want his kids to eat. He reached in his pocket. <laughs> this is the reason why he was like, I'm not, I, they're putting my name on it. The Bible says in Isaiah that with your heart, with your mouth, you worship me, but your heart is far, far from, from me. me because man look at the yes. outward appearance, but God look at the heart. So though you say you call in the fast, I've examined your heart. Nothing in your heart says I'm ready to sacrifice and really commune with you and do it your way. So this is the reason why the prophet Isaiah began to speak in verse six. He says, is this not the fast that I have called? He is now speaking on God's behalf. So understand that a prophet of God, a prophet or a prophetess are speaking on behalf of God. We communicate the heart of God to his people. We'll get another teaching sometime in the future, oh, but, for sure. but that in <laughs> itself is an honor. So during this time, they were hearing directly from God. So that's why he said, is this not the fast that I have chosen? This is the fast of the Lord. He says to loose the bonds of the wicked. That's, 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 that's the component. Number one, component number two, to undo the heavy burdens. Component number three, to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. Component number four. So there are four things that take place in the realm of the spirit. When you begin to fast his way, he's telling you, this yes. is what I'm going to do for you. Unbeknown to you and some known to you. I am literally going to let you go. If you are oppressed during this fast, I'm going to free you. I'm going to load in your burdens. I'm going to change your life. Yes. But I need you to do it in order for you to do it. I need you to do it my way. This is the reason why when Jesus prayed in the garden um, of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, he said, mm -hmm. he said, after he tried to find another way, he's like, yo, these disciples, I love them. They're my brothers. Like, really, if I can find another way to the cross, Father, I will do it. I'm paraphrasing here. You know, you have to understand Jesus walked with the disciples for three years. What we don't see is the relationship. What we don't see is those that had to bury their loved ones and gave up on their wives and kids to follow Jesus and to um, preach the kingdom of God. So he built the relationship. He's still in the human form, in the natural. He is building a relationship with them. And he's trying to find another way to get 
to the cross the purpose of praying three times but eventually he understood the real reason for me coming was to reconcile these very people that I have grown to love back to the father so he then said not my will Lord yes, but, your, but will. your will when you have it's a not will. my will God moment yes. when you have a not my will God reality that even though my body is afflicted even though you're requiring me to do certain things I'm going to do it father because it pleases you I don't know may what come of this I don't know all that this is going to produce but all I know is my will comes down and your will takes precedent in my life do with it as you see fit yes, so then God. in verse in verse 7 you see is he said is it not yes. to share your bread with the hungry you cannot eat for three days four days five days whatever you're doing and you mean to tell me with all the homeless that you see going around. The people at your church, you know that brother so-and-so just lost his job. He got a wife and three kids. You mean to tell me you got some macaroni in the refrigerator, in the, in the cabinet? You got spaghetti sauce? You got some meat? You can't make them a pan of spaghetti and take it to them? Hmm. You just can't wait to hold on to your money and your food so when you get off the fast, you can go back to eating and doing the things that you want to do. Mm. He said, not only do I want you to afflict your soul, your, your flesh. I want and you to I help. Want, I want you to help. I want you to help. Take this time to help. Take this time mm -hmm. to be used. Allow me to use you to bless somebody. Mm -hmm. How about that? You want me to bless you. I need you to allow me to perform my works here on earth through you to put a smile on somebody else's face who may have just tucked their kids in the night and said, listen, I believe God's going to do something tomorrow. Today was no food. And here you come knocking on the door. You know what, sis? I, I don't know you, but would you guys like some spaghetti? I just baked some spaghetti. I just cooked this. I would like to bless it. You have no idea this lady didn't know where her, that her meal Next was coming meal. from. Amen. Here you are showing up. Right on time, a ram in the bush knocked on the door. You do you know what that does to somebody's face? I stopped asking people, would you like this meal? And I would go to a homeless person or let me not say a homeless, a person in transition. And I would go to them and say, listen, I have this sandwich and it's, it's, I just bought it. Can I, can I give this to you? The Lord just pressed upon my heart to give this to you. They're like, thank you. Because mm -hmm. why am I ask somebody that's on the corner? Right. Are you hungry? Do they got a refrigerator to go to, to go in there and get the food out? No. Yes, they are hungry. See, when, I, when you were talking, I got this revelation. When you afflict your soul and you turn down your plate and you, and you go without food for three, four days and you begin to feel the weakness in your body, mm. imagine the weakness that the homeless man or the woman or the kids feel. Oh, we. That's what hit me. That's what the Lord was speaking to me when you were talking earlier. Mm. This is how they feel day in and day out. When some of my children feel that they're too good to go down here and, 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 and bring food to the hungry. To give an encouraging word to those that are oppressed while God is releasing you from your oppression. You know your sister down the street is in the wrong relationship and, and she just needs somebody to say, you know what sis, you, you deserve better. You may not believe it, but... You deserve better. You don't know just how much that little word right there. If you if you just realize this that you you can do better and that God can place you in a better position, you may not know how, but all he needs you to take the first step by leaving this situation. And he can turn it around for you. And so this is what God is wanting us to do. He wants us to feed the hungry and to bring to your house the poor who are cast out. Yes. Listen, 
your relative that don't nobody want to hang out with, that they say is the black sheep, but they trying to get their life together? <laughs> you know, the family reunion is coming up next week. Go bring them to the house. Let them take a shower. Go get their hair done. Give them a new outfit and show them, present them to the family the way that Christ see him. You know, he may tell you, be Holy Spirit led. He may tell you to stop and talk to that person down the street and give them some clothes. I remember growing up as a kid and late at night, we lived in uh, Lancaster, California, and late at night, somebody knocked on the door at my dad's house, and they were like, I need a jacket. Can I have a jacket? And my dad had a closet full of jackets, and he gave this lady a jacket. God sent her to my dad's house, who had a bunch of jackets late at night to get a jacket. She was shivering at the door. Wow. If you be willing hmm. to be a vessel for God... A lot of our breakthroughs are, are held up because we're too stingy with what we have here on earth, mm. but we're expecting the overflow to rain down from heaven. Mm. God says, I can't bless you if you don't get rid of if the you stuff you got right now. Give it up. That's give why up. I love giving away stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't sell anything. I give it away because I understand that that physical pruning is producing the increase spiritually and physically yes. for me. So, cause I understand reciprocity when he says, give and it shall be, be given, given unto you. you. So I can, mm -hmm. how can I expect to receive and be, if I'm never giving, giving of myself, my time, my money. So he's also telling us here, he's saying, he's saying, listen, when you see the naked that you Clothe cover him them. and not hide yourself yes. from, from your own flesh. Listen, I remember giving away stuff that I didn't even really care for. It wasn't until I got saved that I desired to give away the best stuff. Mm. Some stuff I gave away hurt my soul because I'm giving <laughs> away something that I really like, I really want. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest with you. Some stuff didn't get replaced. But it was, the, it, was the, it was the gratification that I gave something up that I really wanted. Something that I felt that, you know, it, it had some sentimental value to me. Even relocating here, giving away... All of my sons and I's personal possessions that we we could have held on to to see somebody tell me that I now have a front room that I'm proud of because I gave them my furniture. That blessed me more than money could. That was the greatest blessing for me. God is saying, when you see those out there, there was a homeless man that lived across my balcony. Every day he lived by the trash can, like a little trash area. And I would see him on my balcony just to make sure he was there. And I would take him food every day. And I just happened that I asked my brother, do you have any use or any uh, shirts you don't want? I want to give it to this man so he got clean, clean clothes to put on. He was sitting outside while the ants would eat him up and I would take him homemade food every day. I was at this moment going through an eviction. But instead of soaking about my own trials, my own situation, I decided let me pour into this man so I cannot worry about me. Because listen, though I may be going through what seemed like I'm going to be displaced, this man is outdoors 24-7. I, I'm in my house with air conditioner on and he's outside. I'm bringing him a cold soda. I'm bringing him cold water. I'm bringing him a toothbrush, toothpaste. I'm just feeling so bad. And this man actually knew the word of God. Mm -hmm. We would stand there and talk in the sun and minister to each other back and forth. People walked by him every day. Sometimes what God is looking for you know, it's for you to humble yourself and to care about others. Yeah. So the testimony is that is that I didn't get evicted. Mm. 
They wanted to put me out, but they had changed the laws in L.A. and they couldn't evict me. So I was able to, as God has spoke to my spirit, I walked in my apartment on my own will. I left on my own will. Amen. There's no eviction or anything on my credit. But had I been stubborn and, and been mm -hmm. about me, I don't know how that would have turned out. But because I was being about the father's business, yes. he tended to my business. Yes. When we are about his business, especially during fasting, he tends to your business. Isaiah 58 is simply to give you the do's and don'ts don't. of fasting. But then to give you the encouragement that when you do fast my way, he's like, hold up. I got something for you. Let I'm me show a, you I'm what a, I got I'm for you. When you when you do what I'm asking you to do. And you give, you feed the naked. Then this is what he says. Are you clothed the naked? He says, then your light shall break forth like the morning and your healing shall spring forth speedily. Listen, there is a glow on you when you fast that mm. you don't even have to tell anybody you're fasting. They begin to look at you and be like, you know, something looks different about you. You just glowing. Mm -hmm. I told a woman of God today, I said, you just look like peace that surpasses all humanly understanding. Her reply is when God straighten out your life. This is what he does. Mm. This woman looked like peace all over mm. her. I said, sis, you grow, you glowing, you growing, you thriving. Yes. All in Christ. You looking good. Because see, when you're doing things God's way, there's a glow. There's a, a yes. special anointing that he places upon you where you don't even have to say anything. You don't have to tell people you change. You don't have to tell people that you don't do the same thing anymore. The anointing of God, the glow of God, the light of God shining on you and through you begin to be um, evident. And it becomes um, so noticeable that you may not even really take it in until you step back and be like, God, you really have changed my continents, yeah. but I was sick in my body, maybe sick spiritually, maybe sick mentally or emotionally. And I began to look back and examine some things. And somebody said something to me yesterday that three months ago, I probably would have flipped out about, but today I'm okay. flipped a couple I, of tables, right? I gave them grace, but then extended <laughs> mercy. I permitted them to say what they said. Mm -hmm. Kicked a few trash cans too on the way out. And Mercy was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to do that to you. Right. Nor let it show out, Lord. Allow right. me to get in my flesh. I'm just going to let you ride with that. Mercy is undeserved. You, you, you deserve Amen. the treatment, but I'm not going to give you what you deserve. Amen. Grace is, I'm going to pardon you. That that deserved a slap. That deserve a what we ain't gonna do here. Let me tell you about what you just did. What Hold we up. not gonna do. Who what you talking we... to, moments? Nah, I'm just gonna pardon you because I see the spirit of anger that's behind that or bitterness, and it's trying to bait me to get on your level. And what I'm gonna do is love you with the love of Jesus. So that's gonna aggravate those spirits that's influencing you to try to get me out of character. Because see, what he done broke off of me in the fast. I can't afford to go back and be, as the word says, be not entangled in a yoke of bondage again. So that means that when he frees you, his whole intention is for you not to go back to what he just freed you from. Um, whether that's demonic oppression, whether that's demonic possession, because some people are possessed by demons and some are oppressed. Some children of God who are saved and have the Holy Ghost of Jesus, you are not uh, you are not possessed by demons because now the spirit of God possesses your spirit, but you can be oppressed. You can be tormented. You can be influenced by demonic spirits. But for those who do not have the Lord as their personal savior, many of them are possessed by demons that begin to use them in ways that, that they may not, their will is not strong enough to break, break free from.
And then when you read in in verse um uh, verse 7 and it says and your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard listen God is like I'm going to set you I'm about to set you up real good I just need you to I just need you to fast the way I'm calling you to fast and what I got planned for you is Ephesians 3 and 20 which is now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and, and abundantly above all that you ask yes, or think yes, so you yes. just coming in here because you you done got you done broke up with your man or your woman and, and you just want to be able to sleep without crying and God says not only am I going to allow you to sleep in peace and dwell in safety but I'm also going to give you new continents I'm going to heal your broken hearted because I'm near and dear to the broken hearted yes. and I bind up your their wounds I'm also going to give you joy I'm also going to give you fresh anointing I'm also going to cause you to walk in the morning so you was mourning M-O-U-R-N but now yes, I'm going to turn yes. your morning into more Morning, the joy of the, of the Lord, Lord is going to come upon you. You're going to begin mm -hmm. to see, wait a minute, maybe it's not so bad after all without so-and-so. Maybe it's not so bad after all without her mm. or him. Wait a minute, I thought I, I was going to die, but hold up, baby, I feel like I'm, I can live again. Tony Preston said, I can breathe again. you like, I can breathe, live, and sleep again. Wait a minute, this may <laughs> have been a ram in the bush I've been needing because, right. you know, since you've been gone, you know, things in my life seem to be getting better. Now, I may not be with you, but I'm doing better without you spiritually. Not because yes. you were so bad, but because now I'm not able to focus on you. I'm focusing on what God is doing in me. I'm getting set free not only from you, but bad habits, mindsets. I'm starting to see why I chose you in the first place. Or I'm starting to see that job that I just got fired from wasn't so bad after all because I started praying I started meditating on the word of God then all of a sudden I started to pick back up those paintbrushes that I hadn't picked up in 15 years or in six mm. months now I'm back painting again prophetically or or just however the Lord leads me and now somebody bought a picture that I put on offer up and now I got a a business going so maybe this me being fired and taking this time to seek God and maybe not eat for a few hours or not do the things that I want to do. Because, see, see, you can fast partially. So what a partial fast is, you set aside a time, a beginning and an ending time of you not doing the things. Maybe it's watching TV and you're giving that time to the Lord. Maybe it's you're not on social media and you're giving that time to the Lord. Maybe it is all of those things. It incorporating not eating certain foods maybe i would have coffee during that time only so i'm not going to have my coffee i'm going to cause affliction to my flesh so my spirit man can be edified and strong when when you put on the full armor of god the sword is the word of god some people are not able to fight the enemy back because they don't have enough word in them to fight so when they pick up their sword they're like wait um yeah, I forgot what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have enough word in them. But when you sit down and you commune with him, he can download the word in you. And then the spirit of God, which is the spirit of truth, will bring back the word to your remembrance. Can't bring nothing back to your remembrance if nothing is there. So the purpose of fasting is so you can set, you can commune with him. And then if you go on an absolute fast, absolutely, no, uh, you know, fasting from food, or you do a dry fast, that is Holy Spirit led. Um, you need to be led by the Spirit of God because you're going no more than three days. 
medically you can go no more than three days without water and food you can go 40 days without food you just can't go 40 days without food and water but three days you can go without food and water i think i've only done 48 hours of no food and water and it was with another man of god and another sister and we did that and that was challenging I was able to do it, but it was challenging. I remember belting out a hallelujah at church and felt like I was going to faint because my body was not taking anything. It was just eating off the stored energy. So you seek God and fast the way the spirit of God is leading you. But all of that fast and I can still eat donuts and cookies and cakes and pies. That's not fasting. No. You being deceived. You, you, you on the keto diet. That's what you on. <laughs> but you're not fasting. You just saying it to make yourself feel good. Mm -hmm. This is the reason why when doctors want you to to talking about that oh that intermittent fast oh yeah you know that <laughs> intermittent fasting came from the word of god as you see mm -hmm. how it did the fasting itself is from the word but you see how the enemy has now begun to pervert anything mm -hmm. that belongs to god his yeah. whole desire is to duplicate it is to copy it mm -hmm. and pervert it so now people are like i'm intermittent fasting they sound so <laughs> deep you're like what are you fasting for <laughs> oh no you know i do keto and then i go 14 hours without eating and then you know if you're not in the medical field or don't have any experience when you go into ketosis mm -hmm. and then your body is able to go to ketosis and then you which is not what you which want which is not really. what you want that's why you got to check your sugar <laughs> and, and, then, and then that's why when they stop the keto fasting they blow right back up so that in itself is, is preferential but that's not the fast the lord is called it He's works list, i it, mean it, it, it works, works. <laughs> you will drop that weight if you do it you will but you yeah. check with your physician <laughs> we are sure. telling you to check with your physician Please do. don't be throwing flawed and free under the bus Please. talking about we she was recommending with another lady <laughs> so she put my government name out there that we should my do the, bad. we should my do we, we should do the we should do intermittent fasting and i got the sugars and now nah <laughs> i wasn't a diet Coma. We don't want that. What no, we're saying no, no. is be led by the Spirit of God if you decide to do an absolute fast. Please, because that is no food and water for no more than 72 hours. All others, you are able to do it, but just know what you're fasting for. If you are fasting for a breakthrough that you may feel that there's an answer that need that you need and, and maybe it's time sensitive. Say maybe you, you know, you need to know if you should take this job and you got two weeks, you know, know to do it you, you know you may want to go on a fast so you can hear from God and, and do that maybe there's an issue maybe you have a follow-up appointment somewhere and you want to you know it's not for a minute you may want to fast and not put a time limit on that so you can hear from God because when you go into the Bible into Daniel chapter 10 Daniel fasted for 21 days, but it was because the answer came on the 21st day, not because he set out to fast in three weeks and put God on a time limit. And he was so pressed to answer Daniel. Daniel got the answer on the 21st day. So understand that there are some breakthroughs that you may be expecting and anticipating that may not come until you set down, turn down your plate and fast without putting God on a time limit so he can show show you the reason for the delay or the reason for the answer or the reason for the warfare that you're experiencing Daniel the Bible says Daniel God heard Daniel the first day he prayed and delivered the answer Gabriel which is a messenger a messaging angel an angel that delivers messages from the Lord to the recipient uh, Gabriel was held up in the realm of the spirit 
and engage in a in a, a warfare battle. battle. Now, understand about messenger angels. Yes, they are strong and they can fight battles. But However, not like the warring but angels. But not the warring angels. The warring angels are strictly for battle. That's it. They were created for that. As you read the word of God in Psalms 103, verse 20, it says his angels excel in strength and they do his word. That means whose word? Not my word. Not mine. Not, not Tina's word. But the word of the Lord. So when you're praying back the word of the Lord and the enemy comes to tell you, oh, you, you think you're going to be healed from that disease that the doctor said? And you're going to fast and pray about it? Yes. For it is written, Satan, that he said in um, Isaiah 58, verse 7, he told me not only to share my food, not only to bring the naked into my home, you know, he says not only to clothe, um, not only to, you know, to uh, bring food to the poor, bring them to my house to bathe, clothe the naked. But then he said that my light shall spring for, uh, my light shall break forth as morning and that my healing shall spring forth speedily. That's his word. He can't. He cannot go back on his word. So if you are fasting for healing, you should be in a total expectation. So your whole thing should be should be feeding off of scriptures of healing. Anything in the Bible where Jesus healed anybody, where anybody was set free, that should be what you're feeding on. That should be your morning manna, your lunch manna, your dinner manna. That should be something so that way you can encourage yourself that when the enemy comes in to whisper in your ear because he will he'll tell you to eat i was determined to fast i was determined to make it through but whatever your boundaries are stick to it because partial obedience is still disobedience yes. so if you say you're not going to eat you're not going to watch tv you're not going to be on social media don't answer the dms don't take just delete take the app off take the app days. off your phone take it off of facebook notify your close friends that normally know that they would tag you and just say hey you know i'm gonna be off of social media for a minute i'm gonna let y'all know when i get back on you don't have to explain that you're fasting you don't have to do any of that but just you know if you notice that so they don't be blowing you up telling you well why don't you get online and see what i tagged you in if you got friends like mine that'll be like <laughs> i tagged you in something go check it out what is it I'm not going to tell you, you know, they want you to check it out. And now you back in your flesh Abstain from those things. And I guarantee you that you'll start to see this um, in verse nine. It says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer you answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. So for somebody out there that's ever wondering that I feel like the Lord is being distant, the Lord is hiding myself or hiding himself from you. He does that sometimes. And it's not that he's hiding, but he's just being quiet. Will you will you will you call out to me enough what are you willing to sacrifice to hear my voice because I'm willing to speak to you but I what are you willing to do I can't speak to you if you congested you know when we're on a plane and, and our ears get get mm. plugged up because we're you know elevation gets high and you got to kind of hold your nose together and mm. breathe through it so it can pop and when it does pop sometimes it hurts because you feel that pressure being released that's what it's like when it's when you're fasting your flesh begins to hurt because spiritually that spiritual pressure of you being backed up is now being released fasting is a spiritual enema it's unclogging you from all that dirt and debris all that waste that you've been taking in because you haven't really been about communing with the lord heavily and mm -hmm. now you begin to feel that pressure so my time on this fast recently was flesh i permit you to cry out but hear me now when i tell you you will not receive any pleasure so cry out 
rumble, grumble, be like, I want to eat this and that, that's fine. You're not getting it. Because I said no. Because the spirit of God in me is no longer going to be led uh, or be suppressed because you want to be led. You want to lead. No. The Bible tells you the flesh and the spirit are at war with each other. So your flesh man is going to cry out. Everything. You know, my sister here can testify. I was praying. And I'm telling you, I literally smelled chicken. And I kept praying. I said, (laughs) the devil is a liar. The chicken smelled like it was under my nose. (laughs) It was under my nose. I felt like somebody put a bucket of Popeye's original pieces right under my nose. I said, Lord, I said, fix it, Jesus, because he knew I wasn't eating nothing but a handful of apples or maybe grapes. And that was breakfast, lunch and dinner, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And we up every day at five praying. Here's how you fast. You turn down your plate. If that's what the Lord is leading you to do, he may just be leading you to seek him early and pray during the times that you'll be doing your own thing. But it's Fasting is prayer and is reading the word. There is a structure. You need to set aside time that you're going to pray. Set aside time. You're going to be in your word. Preferably, if it's in the morning, do that. Start your day off with God. There's no better feeling. You know, for you people that work out, because I don't, but you know how you say, when I work out in the morning, I feel so good. I feel energized. Can you imagine how more energized and more refreshed you feel when you say, I'm going to give this time to the Lord, and then I'm going to go and work out? And then I'm going to do something. You put what you want to do on the back burner and you give God your time first. There's a, there's a, I always felt so good. My day felt like no matter what happened, I didn't see the glass as half empty. I saw it as half full. So my perspective, my perspective of the day was a lot different than when I wasn't instead of getting in my car, rushing to work, dropping my kid off at school and then praying on the way. Yeah, I did something and I'll say some prayers while I'm at work, but there was nothing like when I gave God that time. And now I'm reading my word. I'm up early. You know, we spend all night scrolling on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. I'm a scroller. I'm a lurker on, on social media. I could be up just lurking, but and and won't be tired, but then let my alarm go off for me to have to, um, you know, seek God early in the morning. I ain't going to lie. I would hit that snooze button. It wasn't until when I came here and joined a uh, fast and boot camp that God began to break me free of spiritual discipline and uh, from the lack of spiritual discipline. And I'm being completely transparent because I don't want you to feel like Please. I'm on some type of level that you're not on or I've obtained some type of goal. God said, I've been fasting from January up until now. And there's some things that he wanted to do and release unto me. And it could have been released had I been fasting the right way. Now, I had the formula down, but I didn't have the application down. I had the prayer part down, but it wasn't in the morning. It wasn't giving him his time first. It was kind of like in between it. I get you when I get you. But I'm fasting. And then on the fast, I'm waiting till the third day to be off the fast because I already know what I'm going to eat and everything else. <laughs> so my mind was all over the place. But God was saying, listen, there was time. I honored that. But still I called you to break you free of spiritual slothfulness that was hard to I cried because I realized that I was fasting and it wasn't the fast that he really was it was acceptable to him so my repenting and my tears was more remorseful when I realized and finally understood that I was not doing it the way that he wanted and I lacked 
spiritual discipline, which is a word that he had given me before. Um, but when I really understood how much I lacked in it, when I understood what he was really trying to birth through me on this 10 day fast, it, it grieved me to the point of tears because I realized like, God, I, my actions was not pleasing to you. I can't even say that, that I understand why things didn't happen because I was not all the way doing it the right way. So I admonish you that when you do it, to do it his way. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. Don't 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 be like some people that want to partially do it and then get mad at God because they're not getting what they wanted. But they say, I fasted, but I didn't get anything. You didn't do anything for me. Yeah, because you didn't do it with the right intentions. You didn't do it my way. So I can't honor your way. I have to honor me my way because my way is the way that produces the results so your private consecration produces your um physical manifestation whatever it is that you're believing for god to to do so i'm, I'm letting you know that it wasn't until this month after fasting from january until now we in the 10th month of me finally understanding that when i fast i need to incorporate praying and reading my word and being consistent and dedicated in that and not reading my word when I get home from work and I'm tired so I can only read three or four verses and I fall out or then I take my time to be on social media delete the apps delete all of that turn your plate down for it, whether it's for a length of time, it's all day or partial, and let God truly manifest Himself in and through you. You you won't be disappointed. You will see that God really um He He's He's so good. And He's not this God that's gonna be like if you do it wrong or you find yourself cheating on it, you know. Don't don't stop. Identify the area. If you know you can't handle eating in a restaurant right now, you are being in a restaurant. You can't handle going by Krispy Kreme when the red light is on. Take a different road. Right. Take a different road. You don't yeah. have to go down that way. I love Krispy Kreme. Yo, shout out to Krispy Kreme on Crenshaw. <laughs> you know, with the red light is on. If you're from the city, then you know. So you know the red light get on and draw you in all the time. All the time, like you, you, you can't, you know, or you drive by Randy's in LA and you like, yo, I want to give me some Randy's donuts. And the, you see the line long, you're like, I know them donuts is fresh. I'm going to get in here. Lord, I know you said fast, but yo, that donut, yo, don't do it. Don't be like me. There are so many days that I cheated on my fast. I had days I just gave up because I was just like, Lord, I just can't. I ate already, felt condemned, but you have to keep going. But all of my mistakes that I made is so I can be able to properly come on here and and encourage you to do it God's way and share you know my mistakes and my my setbacks and why there were some things that I could have had but I didn't get them because I was not spiritually disciplined enough to see it through and understand that there is warfare that comes with this the enemy does not want you to receive anything God has for you so he's going to do everything to try to stop you from going on the fast everything to distract you while you're on the fast and then he's going to release the war on you uh after the fast is over so you should not be um 
you know, thinking it's strange, went on your fast, all hell broke loose, all hell broke loose on my fast on the, you know, on the um, sixth day of the fast on a Sunday, a whole lot came out and hit the fan and some issues. And I understood that it was the enemy and, um, and my sister understood. And so with that being said, you know, we addressed that matter accordingly and we kept it pushing. The devil is not about to cause me to miss out on what God has for me. And I don't want God to cause or the enemy to cause you to miss out on what God has for you. So the purpose of this teaching is to let you know that there, you can truly fast and fast your way to breakthrough and flash, fast your way to freedom, Freedom. fast your way to deliverance. You can truly fast, but you must truly fast the way that God has called you to fast. When you, when you, you know, go and, and, and take some $5 gift cards to maybe, you know, um, Pizza Hut, Shakey's, in and out I don't know the restaurants here, so I'm kind of naming some from, from, from back in the city. But take some of those and give it to somebody on the street. You know a single mom and you know she got kids. Don't you only need to ask her if she would need some groceries? Slide her a grocery card. Slide her something. I say the grocery store I hear is Kroger. So give her a Kroger gift card. You know, you see somebody and they're hungry and you know that every day, like, clockwork at 3 p.m. there is somebody on your corner begging for money you know why don't you go and give them money don't worry about what they're gonna do with it just from your heart don't do it to be seen but do it because you know that you're doing it in secret your father in heaven will reward you openly Openly. don't do it and be like yo let's go over here and feed the homeless you know what i'm saying i'm fasting and you know i want god to bless me with an increase on my job a promotion so you know he said i gotta feed the hungry so if you ain't doing nothing at three won't you come over here with me and let's go feed don't do that but why don't you get up me and my son anything that we've ever did in the streets when we would go street witnessing nobody knew about it and we didn't go in the name of a church we didn't go in the name of anybody other than the name of jesus we did what we needed to do as the spirit of god led us and we came back home period 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 Period. So um, I pray that this blesses you all. I pray that this is something that you can learn from and it, it will spark you to go and read it. Just because she read it, and just so you guys know, Tina read from the King James Version. I read from the New King James Version. So just in case you're wondering, wait a minute, her sound different, what's going on? We're reading from two different versions, but it's the same word of God. And I know someone's probably wondering, because I can feel this in the spirit, the the versions that I recommend are the King James Version and the New King James Version. I don't really have any other recommendations for anything else. And I like the amplified. The amplified version, I like that because it just kind of just amplifies and beef it up. I'm not a message person. A message person be all the way off. Like the message version is all the way off to me. I'm not an NIV version because they take out words and they take out things and it kind of has a different meaning to it. Um, The NLT is fine. It's the New Living Translation. Um, But when it comes to ministering, I typically minister from the New King James Version. But I am getting back into the King James James Version. I feel that I'm a lot more spiritually strong now. So the King James Version has really been calling me. But as a kid, I I think I strayed away from it because I didn't understand it. So it was like we had to read from it. But I didn't understand what I was reading. So I also, that was a reason why I just really never really desired to have a relationship with God. Because I I can't understand the Bible. Like, thou make it this wee. I'm done. I'm tired. This is (laughs) exasperating. I'm getting tongue-tied with it. So that 
was the purpose of me um, going to the NI, the uh, NKJV, which was a ministry that I was belonging to that was uh, reading out of that. So those are the versions that I recommend. But also this, um, thank you, Lord. You can read whatever version you want, but if you don't have the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you're not going to understand the Word of God. The Holy, Period. the Word of God, it, it says that it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So you must sit before you read the Word. You must pray and say, Lord. I ask you for revelation and understanding. I come to you, coming to you, professing I know nothing. I thought I knew the word. I thought I had understanding. I thought I had wisdom, my own intellect. But Lord, I'm coming to you completely like a sponge. And I'm asking you to fill me up and I'm going to absorb your word. But let me not absorb it to keep it to myself. Let me absorb it and study it enough to where I can then share it with someone else to encourage them, to inspire them, to uh, motivate them and empower them to live their blessed life through Christ Jesus. So um, please pray and ask the Holy Spirit, invite him in. Do not make your, your sessions with the Lord, your one-on-one times with him. Just I'm open my Bible and just start reading. Invite him, set the presence, set the atmosphere. If y'all was bringing your little boo over you know, um, shouldn't be at your house because you ain't married. But if you married and you know you you finna call your honey and tell him to come home, I got something waiting on you, you really about to set the mood because when he or she come in, you want them to feel love. You want them to see like, yo, you really set it off in here. Got it smelling good. Got the candles. You got the food. You got the lights there. What? So now when you sitting at the feet of Jesus, you're going to have your word out. You're going to have an open heart. You're going to be ready to learn. You're going to be eager to to hear from him and he's going to speak and he's going to next thing you know tell you to turn to this verse and you're going to be like oh my god this was right on time this is what I needed why because you're going to him and you're saying I can't do this without you God is a jealous God he doesn't not want you to have success he does not want you not to do the things that you desire to do he just wants you to do it with him and that's our problem we need to get back to doing it with him so sis what you got for us so that's pretty much, I was pretty much going to close things out unless you had something else. No, I don't. No. Just thank I mean, you. Because, you know, in all honesty, it's a simple thing, but yet it can be so complex. Mm-hmm. The art of fasting. Yes, ma'am. And I, I, you know, my personal experiences in fasting is still one in transition as well. Um, so I am, I'm no, I'm not where you at. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> I tell you that all the yeah, time. My desire is to, is to grow in every area, um, spiritually, naturally in every area. So, um, I have experienced fasting and I remember when I was inexperienced in, in a way, and I would just read, read and study, just read and study because I was like, how do you fast? And it became overwhelming, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, because there's all these different ways and all these different, you know, if you go in the book of Acts, if you go in Isaiah, if you go. So you have all these references and um, moments, even in scripture where they fast. It's like, so one of my biggest questions was how long, you know, in my immaturity? It was like, how long are you supposed to be fasting? This person fasts for three days. This scripture says they fasted for seven. This was they for forty days. Like, how do you know how many days to fast? But it really wasn't until I started to truly develop an intimacy and a relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord and started to discern um, the voice of the, the voice of God, and then I started to understand um, 
you know, okay, you don't just fast because it's popular. You don't just fast because it's just the right thing to do. Yes, it's a good thing to do, but if you have to have the right heart. You have to be in the right posture. You have to be, otherwise you're doing it in vain. Yeah. And so I had to understand it. So until I truly began to understand that, mm-hmm. I didn't. I just read, studied, looked at different points of views, and prayed. So let me ask you something. So now that we're talking about the proper way of fasting, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that, you know, you feel that, um, I don't know why she be trying to gas me up, y'all giving me 91, because, oh, yo, I'm you just deserve regular. all the gas. I'm just the a premium regular, gas. I'm just a regular, regular, <laughs> regular girl from South Central LA. She deserve all the gas. Do and, not let her fool y'all, God, for real. That God happened to arrest. And I finally was like, I'm going to stop running from you and see what you got. And now we're here. So now that we did this, 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 this teaching, let me ask you, now do you feel that if you were, were woken up with a desire on your heart to fast, do you now feel that you can properly fast the way the Lord wants you to fast? I believe that I could mm-hmm. because... I understand where my help comes from. I understand where my strength comes from. And then I would really have to draw on that. Um, Can I honestly say that I have full confidence that I would be able to secure that? Not full confidence. Mm -hmm. So that's something I would, for myself, just being transparent, I'd have to continue to pray about. And so, and I think it's because, and I think it's because I've been successful in fasting. Um, but there's another level of fasting that I haven't gone to. And so I think the fear of the unknown, it's like, okay, I've done this before and I may have mastered this, right? Because again, this is about freeing people from the bondage of perfectionism. I know that there are areas of my life, even spiritually, that I struggle in the areas of perfectionism. So once I get to a place to where I feel like I've attained or I've met a goal or I've um, succeeded in a place, there's a comfort that comes with that. And over time, it becomes complacent So I'm never able to stay still long because the complacency makes me uncomfortable and it makes me want to reach for a greater goal. That's just me personally, Mm -hmm. just how I've dealt naturally in life. And so, you know, my spiritual growth is not for a badge. When in my natural self, before I became um, spiritually mature to the level I'm at now. Yes. Um, a lot of the way that I approach the things in life came with, if I do this, I'm going to get that. If I make this, I'm going to get that. It wasn't until some of the breaking moments. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I had literally put my whole entire might, soul, thought, love, education, experience, everything I had at something and it failed. It wasn't until I was humbled to that point yeah. that I understood that my reward didn't match my work. 
Yeah. And so I started to open myself up to the opportunities to truly operate in the right way. So I might have participated in a fast in the past because it was ritualistic and traditional, right? I did this three days, da-da-da. You know, it was just like, this is the rules. This is what you do. If you do this, here's your reward. Yeah. And so I lived off of a reward system for so long, I thought that I could do that even in my spiritual life. Right. Why not? It worked over here. Why doesn't it work over there? And so until God started to break me from that Mm -hmm. is when I then started to challenge and charge myself to the things of God and doing things his way according to his will and understood that I was really able to do more than I thought I could, but not in my own might. Not in my own strength. And this was beyond me reading it in scripture. This was something that I actually experienced in myself, in my walk. Like, I actually said, you know what, God, I'm going to try it your way. Just like Isaiah 58 says, Mm -hmm. hey, you can fast, you can go to church, you can praise God. But if you over here acting a fool, I'm not going to bless that. Just know that I'll give you the things that you want. Just know that I can break you free from the bondage. Just know that I can do these things. If you submit and do it my way, then I will give you these things. You don't have to work for it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think that, I, 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 matter of fact, I know that I could. But because it's something that that new level is kind of like there's that area of doubt or unbelief. And I think that I think that's with everything that you initially encounter. So that's good. You said unbelief. Now, remember when you were talking about um, in Mark 9, when he said this kind come out by prayer and fasting, Mm -hmm. it was their faith. When they went to go cast out the demon, they was casting them out in the name of Jesus, but they didn't believe that at the name of Jesus, not only do demons tremble, but demons are subject unto me in the name of Jesus. So when they begin to say in the name of Jesus, this demon did not come out because your faith is renewed. Your faith is stronger through prayer and fasting. Mm. Follow with the word of God. See, they got they were there with the living word. Mm. This is the reason why when Jesus came to earth to earth and he, you know, was a grown man now, so he's in his thirties, he comes across John the Baptist, John the Baptist baptizes him, the spirit of the God descends upon him like a dove, and then quickly he was taken into the wilderness to be what? To be tempted. Forty days and nights mm. To fast and then be tempted by the devil and uh, for 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy is coming in different ways to tempt him. It was so he could be endowed with the very power. He still had to go through all the channels that we go through in the natural. So, yeah, God could have just sent him down here and he had all power. He had everything. No, but he had to go through the whole thing. He had to go through the filling of the Holy Spirit. He had to do all of that. His faith had to be strong and everything. So he can stay true to what it is. That's why he kept, he told his mother, I'm being about my father's business. These that are around me are my, my brothers and my sisters and my mothers and my father, because they too are sitting here cleaning with me and they too are concerned about the father's business. So when you understand that the reason why that new level of, of faith, that new statue in the realm of the spirit it's a faith thing. It's believing that, that that level is what God wants for you and believing that that's what you want for yourself and that you're not going to let anything distract you from attaining what the Father already has for you because that's the reward and as well as other things. So when we go into it, go into it believing that even if, if you don't fully believe it all, you're just like, God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been... 
I've been, I've been dealing with fornication for 16 years. God, I've been dealing with masturbation for nine months. God, can you really deliver me from this joke? If you just, it, that's why he said the faithful mustard seed. If you ever seen a real mustard seed, go to Walmart, buy a little bottle of it. And you'll see that when you drop that on your floor, you drop that on your carpet, especially your carpet, it, it get lost. You can't find it. So he never asked you to have a faith of an orange. He never asked you to have faith the size of a grain of rice. He said the faith of a size of a mustard seed. It, it's, it's smaller than your baby's toenail. When they freshly born. That's how small it is. So he's not even asking you to have this astronomical level of faith. He's telling you just, I just need a little bit and I can work with that. So believe, we have to believe that that the, where we want to be is attainable through Christ mm -hmm. Jesus. I heard a man of God out here when I came back uh, to visit here in Texas in uh, April. I heard a man say this. He said that the Bible says that God is a present help in the time of trouble. He said, is it that... God presents the trouble so he can present himself as the gift in the trouble to help you through it. So he is the present in that trouble. You better. So that in itself is comforting. When he says, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. He says the mourning is the blessing because from your mourning, I can comfort you. And though you may not be able to see your way out of this, you may not understand why you're mourning the loss. Maybe of this job, this relationship, this person, somebody in your family or somebody close to you. This mourning is going to produce this void that I can now come in and fill through my comfort. So blessed are they that mourn because I got a gift for you and his name is called comfort. And if you allow me in exchange for your mourning, I can give you my comfort. I can give you my peace. I can give you my joy. You may not understand why you lost the job or the man or the yes. woman or the marriage. You may not understand that. I don't know why God just had me pause on marriage for whoever is out there. You may not understand why you lost the marriage. You wanted the marriage. You, you got in the marriage. You said, Lord, I thought this was going to be forever. And it turned out not to be forever. And now there's kids involved or there's dreams and hopes and wishes. Listen, that sometimes the end of a thing is the birthing of a better of a thing. thing and we don't understand that we can't see it while we're in it but I can tell you um, I may not have have been married to somebody and and you know been divorced but what I can say is that I know what it's like to let go of something and or to it to perceive it's being taken from me but for years later to then realize that it was the best thing for me absolutely shout out to people that can realize that you glad that the person you wanted to marry you didn't marry you because mm. you wasn't right for them not because they were so much wrong how about we just tell the truth that i wouldn't have made a good wife at that time so shout out to that person those those yeah. guys for not in the moment in the stage that i was in then i would have made a terrible wife i was already a terrible girlfriend i would have been a devious wife so shout out that what looked like it was rejection and abandonment actually was the promotion to the blessing so the man that does come into my life now that's from God he's going to receive a talk uh, a whole woman and no longer a toxic filled woman yes. because of deliverance and growth that needed to take place because I had to then realize that I too was a toxic individual and that hurt people hurt people so whoever is out there listening to this podcast and you are going through a divorce you are a divorcee and you're having a hard time with that God is telling you to trust him in this process there is healing for you there's yes, restoration for you and, and it's not it's not over and though you may see them living their life and they're smiling be happy for them 
be happy. One of my exes that I was with, uh, engaged to, got married, and it wife is pregnant. And somebody asked me, well, how do you feel about that? I said, they're such a beautiful couple. I'm happy for them. Period. Period. Because I know what I left. So I'm good. Okay. So go ahead, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lyra, for coming. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It's a blessing and an honor to have you in my life. I'm very, very lucky, and I've been able to introduce her to all of you guys. You'll be hearing more of her um, because no. she's like, no, she's very humble, very quiet. She not she's not quiet. She's outspoken, as you can see, but so humble to the point to where she she doesn't like to. She don't like titles. She don't like. She just wants to work and do the work of God. And she she just doesn't get into much of that. So she's pretty discreet uh, for the most part. So I thank her for doing this for me and, and hanging in here with me tonight to come and chat with y'all. Ooh. Ooh, hopefully I can get her to come back. Nah, we good. <laughs> <laughs> to come back and speak with us some more because it's just a pleasure and an honor to have her. Um, so, you know, in closing, I just, you know, I want to give you guys a few takeaways to number one, to check your heart, you know, check your heart, your intentions and know the reason why you're doing whatever you're doing, whatever Mm -hmm. it is that Mm -hmm. you aspire, um, really take the time to, and it doesn't have to be this, you know, affluent prayer. It doesn't have to be, you know, you can just speak to God just as I'm talking right now. And it doesn't have to have any fancy words and all of these other things. We're going to close out in here in prayer in a minute. But, um, you know, just just with regular dialogue, just have a conversation and say what's on your heart. And he will come near. All you have to do is just be honest and be willing and just seek him and say whatever it is that's on your heart. Because truth, truth be told, you know, I, I am a medical provider, so I do work. So I sometimes I see a lot of things in a, a, in a medical perspective. She's so a fine nurse. <laughs> I see things um, in a different way, but you know, we, we re- you want a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. You know, you you want God. You know, over time, you know, we abuse our ourselves and. And we we don't eat right. We don't exercise right. We don't keep up, you know, and so same with our spirit, man. We abuse them, you know, and we don't we don't take as much. We don't take good care of them. Mm -hmm. And so over time, just as I stated, you know, to check your heart, you know, God desires to give you a heart transplant. So everything that has happened over time that has caused those leaky valves and Mm -hmm. those, you know, those pump malfunctions Mm -hmm. and all of those clogged arteries and all of those things, you know, you detoxify your life and you purify yourself and place yourself before the Lord. And through self-reflection, prayer and fasting, you look at those areas of weaknesses and you look at those perceived flaws and, you know, they don't have to consume you and just know that, you know, over time we've allowed some of our hearts to become hardened. And, you know, we think that there's no way to move forward because we've gone through so much in our past. It's just kind of put us at a halt. And so literally we're living to die. Yeah. We're, we're just we're just kind of stagnant, standing still, 
living to die. And you don't have to, you know, you can start wherever you are. doesn't matter where you've been. You could just make the decision in your mind and in your heart right now. Even if you don't know the Lord, you know, you can make a decision right now. You don't have to necessarily be within the bricks and mortar of a church to walk up to the altar to ask the Lord to enter your heart. And so if that's if that's someone out there that's listening now that maybe, you know, has toiled with the idea of accepting Christ and the decision thereof, you can right now under the sound of my voice, I'll agree with you that, you know, this is the day, this is the moment right here in my wherever you are on your car, in your car, on your couch, in your bed. And you can make the decision right now to say, you know what, God, come into my heart. I want to walk with you and show me the way. Show me what I need to do. Yeah. Help me help me with the next step. Help me with the next level of what I need to do because I want life. I want a revival. I want to be renewed. I, I want to be reconciled to you. So, you know, out of the abundance of our heart, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So, you know, everything is really important to guard your heart. It's really important to open yourself up to new things and new beginnings. And, and it's important to speak life into your life because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that determines whether you live or whether you die. You speak death, that's what you get. You speak life, that's what you get. Yeah. You just have to literally make the decision in your mind and, and, and say, you know what, life. today, today's the day, this moment. I'm not waiting another second. You don't know if you're going to make it to see tomorrow. Y'all right here, right now. Like, <laughs> you don't know. What you waiting on? Like, you don't know. I mean, I mean you don't have to have, go through a fast to, to, to make that decision. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be a part of a church to make that decision. You can make that right here, right now, all by yourself. So, um, you know, I just want to empower everyone and love on everybody. I thank you all for coming to listen and um, allow us to take the time to pour out into you all. Thank you, thank you so guys. much. Thank you for my wonderful guests. Um, and just remember that, you know, we're not here just to support believers and other Christians mm -hmm. and and you know we we you know we're here for all for everybody you know believers non-believers all of us we're still charged with the responsibility to share and love and extend grace to one another for whatever space that you're in you don't have to understand and know scripture through and through you know um, but just know that we're praying for you and I just want to make sure that everybody continues to check your heart. Check your heart, die to self, and set yourself free. So, for who the Son has set free, it's, it's free truly free indeed. indeed. And so, um, that's the key. That's the key right there. So, we out. We out. And I'm going to we go, go ahead and check out and... and um, I'm going to tag out here with less of me, more of you, free to be me, flawed and free. Y'all have a good one. Be blessed. 
So one more thing, um, just want to make sure y'all check me out on theflawedandfree.com. I mentioned a little bit earlier that we would have some of the, uh, I'd, I'd put up on the, on the site, um, some of the demonic strongholds and things, um, to reference. And I'll have a quick little blog paragraph or two there to read if you want some more references or knowledge, um, in that area. But you can check me out on Facebook, Flawed and free. I'm also on Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud. So soundcloud.com, you can find me flawed and free, or you could just go straight to my website with all the links will be provided there at theflawedandfree.com. Be blessed, y'all.